Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened. Boy, do we have a fun show for you guys. Denise, would you like to introduce our guest? Today, we're really excited to welcome Julie Rieger. And Julie began her career in advertising, working her way up from entry-level roles to executive roles very quickly. A breakout moment was when she was voted by Ad Age magazine as one of the women to watch in 2007 for her accomplishments in advertising, which included managing the global spend for Hewlett Packard and winning 20th Century Fox for her employer, Zenith Optimedia. 20th Century Fox put her over from the agency side in 2008. Since that time, she's overseen record-breaking movie revenues, including Avatar, Deadpool, Deadpool 2, the X-Men trilogies, The Martian, the Ice Age movies, Planet of the Apes reboot and others. In her 10 years at Fox, her efforts oversaw the release of 221 movies, totaling almost $14 billion in domestic revenue. In 2018, Julie published her book titled The Ghost Photographer, a Hollywood executive's true story of discovering the real world of make-believe that became a bestseller. Julie is happily married to her partner, Suzanne Taylor, and they live in Sherman Oaks, California. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on with us today, Julie. Oh, thanks for having me. And it's funny, you know who wrote that wiki? Because I think that's what that's from. Um, <laughs> it, the funny thing is my brother wrote it. Um, <laughs> isn't that funny? He's so sweet. He's like, he goes, I think we need to have a wiki on you. I go, okay. Uh, we've actually since then um, moved kind of close to where my home is, originally home, I guess, where I grew up. How about that? Mm-hmm. We uh, moved to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, oh. so Disney bought Fox. Um, uh, I was, uh, my last position there, I was president, chief data strategist and head of media, very fancy title. And they let all the presidents go. So, um, I have my own presidential library at home and it's my own book sitting on the shelf. And that's what I say that it's my presidential library because everybody, all former presidents have libraries mm-hmm. and that's mine. Um, so anyway, we're, we're in uh, we're in a big fat red state. So hello, red state people. <laughs> Nobody on the call, um, but that's where, that's where we are now. Oh, but it's beautiful there. It's stunning. It really is. With that impressive resume, I don't know. I always think of executives and you know movie moguls as being more into well, let's produce a Harry Potter and let's let's not live it. So tell us how this all <laughs> came about. I mean, how did you move from this really really impressive career? to also then going, okay, I think there is something magical going on in reality. Um, that's, such a, that's such a great question. Um, so does it count that I was part of um, How to Train Your Dragon, at least for yes. like a spectacle, like, a, okay, good. Um, I love those movies. Oh, me too. Toothless. You know what's so cool about that movie is that they, they created Toothless based on a dog. That's why we all love that movie. If you think about it, the way that he moves, the way his devotion, he rolls on the ground. I mean, he's like a dog, just FYI, everybody. Um, so not what you asked, but you'll find I'll probably rarely answer your question straight on. Um, so I, um, it was not a plan for me to um, visit the cosmic wilderness, much less live in it. It was a bit thrust upon me, which I think is how, what happens to a lot of people. I was not born with any psychic gifts. I was born, I think, with none, um, or at least that I can remember. I'm sure we all are, but I don't. I, I was certainly not um, privy to what they were at the time. And 
what happened, um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to get my years down here. I guess it was um, right after 2000, my mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And um, after a 10 year battle, um, when she died, I don't say passed, she died. I mean, her body died. I'm, she's still around. She's hanging out. I'm sure you guys see her too. She, uh, she's a bit, talk about following me around. My dead mother follows me around a lot. Um, but she, and she's fantastic. But she, uh, when she died, um, it was more devastating than I could have ever imagined. And I was so broken and so lost. And I can even get teary talking about, it, which is so strange because I can be such a smart ass and then like snap fingers and I can like start talking about her and start getting all teary about her. But that's love, right? I mean, grief is the badge for love. So um, I was so devastated. And what started happening, it was so interesting. It was, um, I started seeing ghosts in photos. It, I, I was like, what is happening here? And I, I had this, I still have this very dear friend and we have a podcast on iHeart called Insider's Guide to the Other Side. And I don't want your folks leaving you for us, but if they want to add on, it could be a fun show for them. Um, I cuss all the time in it, but Brenda, when I, so she and I were friends prior to, uh, I mean, when this was going on and um, we also lost um, one of our best friends to a car accident around the same time. So I was just a broken human being. I start seeing these ghosts and photographs. And I, I remember I, I sent one to Brenda, Suzanne and I just got home from a trip to New Orleans, which was meant to be a drunk trip, by the way. But we get back from this trip. We love New Orleans. And I take a picture of, uh, you know, like when a bird run, uh, flies into a window and they leave, I call it a bird stain, but you can see like the oil and the, the, the dust. In this photograph, you could even see the beak. And I was like, this is crazy. And I took a picture of it. I even went outside to look for the bird carcass and there wasn't one. And I sent the picture to Brenda. And she says to me, she goes, she calls me her elf. It's the whole thing. She goes, um, open your eyes, my elf. Do you not see the spook in your picture? She calls ghost spooks. And I'm like, oh, my God. And that was the beginning. And then since this, after that point, I have a very obsessive per uh, personality. So I started taking pictures of everything. And then I started looking at everybody else's photos. I would go out. And if I was your Facebook friend at the time, I'd be trolling your photos and finding ghosts like crazy in it. And I did. And I found them in pictures of people in restaurants where there's a big, you know, um, uh, like indoor glass, right? Or a mirror or whatever. I'm seeing ghosts everywhere. I'm like, what's happening? Why am I seeing these? At one point, Suzanne had said to me, she goes, well, since you have all these superpowers, now, we had no idea what was happening. Um, she goes, she put up about 10 or 15 bird feeders in our backyard in um, Sherman Oaks. And not a single bird was coming. And she's like, she says, conjure me up some birds. So I'm like, all right, first thing I do is I go to Etsy and I find some spirit animal oil. By the way, this story is for a lesson of people not to do. So I go and find this animal spirit oil and I get some crystal points. I put them around. I literally, I mean, I just start doing this stuff, right? I start putting these um, points all around that are soaked in this animal spirit oil. The next day, you could hear the birds down the street from our house because I not only, I mean, hundreds of them, all these beautiful yellow finches show up. So come to find out, uh, I opened a portal. Yeah, no, I'm like, this is a story of what not to do, folks. Do not do what Julie did. Makes for a great story. Like a Snow White movie or Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little Hitchcock with yellow finches. And uh, so then I I'm taking more photos. I have a collection of over nine, 10,000 photos now of ghost photos of things that were just in our backyard. 
I mean, some really fun things, some like what things like I have one of a, 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 of a frog with a crown on. I call him King Frog. It's very strange stuff. In fact, you can if your listeners can't see this, but you can see some of them behind me in my recording room up above my head are uh, I call him Black Eye. So all these crazy things started to happen. And then not long after um, I started getting, you know, more of the psychic superpowers. So mediumship is one of the things that came quite natural at this time. So I've been able to, um, you know, talk to those on the other side. I've actually gone through training as well. I went through training because um, I, I ended up instead of uh, hiding from it or avo- avoiding it, I dove head first. So I started, I'm a certified trans crystal therapist now. Um, I took mediumship training for two years uh, and uh, oh, also um, uh, channeling. That was, uh, that was last summer. Yeah. So learn to leave my body. That was fun. Um, so really just went in head first with it. And, and I will tell you, like once I was able to shed who I thought I was and be open to become, um, my world turned upside down in all the best ways. And what was really crazy about it is my work got better. Like at the time when all this was happening, I was an executive vice president at Fox which again, nothing to sneeze at for a small town girl from mom, Oklahoma. I mean, it was, I mean, I I feel like I've been living in a bonus round for years and, and my work got better because all of a sudden I started, I I got even more creative than I was. I got more strategic than I had ever thought I could be because I was open and I was listening to the other side. And I'm telling you, uh, I, I brought up Toothless a second ago because that was a DreamWorks film. And I used to have meetings with Jeffrey Katzenberg um, er, um, weekly. In fact, they were on Tuesdays from four to five Pacific time. Weird. I remember that. Can't tell you it for breakfast, but I can tell you that. And, and I recall multiple times my mouth opening and what came out was not mine. Yeah. Was not mine. And, and, and I even, um, I channeled a kid's book, um, which I still have, <laughs> by the way, I haven't done anything with it, uh, called Billy Ghost. And that was all through automatic writing, not on purpose. I wasn't like, I'm going to automatic write today. It was all of a sudden I'm sitting there and my hand starts going and I did not know what was coming out. So because I was so open and boy, talk about creativity coming from the other side. I mean, it, it crashes down regularly in the best ways. So it, it helped my career. I, I ended up when I was at Fox. And how it helped my career is that I came up with um, this idea to use data in a way that our industry had never used before. So I'm also a nerd, which is weird. Like I can talk about all this stuff, but I'm also a bit of a nerd. I, I had this idea to build this customer um, intelligence group and to use data to make the company smarter. When that ha- I went to our, our CEO, who I have a really funny story about her with the other side. And who, who says that? Nobody. And she, um, so she loved the idea. She promoted me to be a president, gave me the title of chief, you know, data strategist and off to the races. So opening up made everything better. My relationship got better. This is our 29th year together. And I couldn't love Suzanne more than I do today. I'm relatively fearless. I say relatively because nobody's truly fearless, but I'm relatively fearless. I regularly, um, I'm too an, an, am an empath. And if you guys want to talk about how to deal with being an empath, we can go down that path all day long. But through all of this and opening up, shedding all the bullshit um, made me a better, happier, grounded, more fun, um, intuitive, 
gentle, many ways, also tougher in other ways, human. And that's so spot on because I'll say a lot when I'm doing readings for people, both hemispheres light up and, you know, but so many people will be getting intuition. They'll be getting nudges. They'll be getting, you know, those little, little stepping stones put out, but then their logical mind, they'll double guess the shit out of themselves and they'll say, Oh, I'm not psychic. I'm not intuitive, but exactly what you just said, it opens up to this richness and allows us to live more fully and completely on the planet. And now that we all have smartphones, we can take pictures of, uh, especially I live here in New England and I go around the small towns and old barns and old windows and catch those reflections and catch that energy. And I'm usually, and I, I would love to know if this happens for you. I'll be drawn, like I'll be walking along with the dog or, and I'll be drawn to look up at a window or I'll be driving and I'll like slow down by a house and I'll just feel almost a pull to look at that house. And, and that's when I get the reflections or the, or the pictures. Do you get that as well? All the freaking <laughs> time, all the time. And I'll tell you, um, uh, if you don't mind, you mind if I tell you guys a story? I don't know how you guys do. I don't know how many breaks you got. Oh, you'll just cut me. Oh, off. no, no. We love a good story. So, um, um, and it, it's about this because I get a lot of direction from my guide, from my main um, spirit guide. And his name is Jacob, which is really funny because, you know, they give you the names, right? Like, and Because I don't know a Jacob and that's why he did it. I, it's very clear to me. Um, and so he's with me all the time. He He, he literally guides me. He protects me when I do mediumship. He protects me when I do channeling. Um, but he also saved my life. And I well, we hear that. And I did a dramatic pause on purpose yeah. um, because he did save my life. So Suzanne and I, when we lived in LA, we lived in, in Sherman Oaks, which is what they call over the hill. And we lived off of what's uh, uh, Sepulveda Boulevard. And every day I would take Sepulveda to the 405 and over to Century City, which is where the Fox lot is located or it's now, I think maybe the Disney lot. So one day I was uh, headed on to Sepulveda and I used to love my commute time because I used to catch up with people. I'd get on the phone. Uh, my best friend uh, since 1978, I have spoken to every day. In fact, she lives five minutes away from us now. So I first call every day was to Cubby. So I called Cubby, she didn't pick up. I made some other calls, nobody picked up. And I'm in my car, my radio was off and I had um, my left hand on the steering wheel. And as clear as you hear my voice right now, I heard, put your other hand on the wheel. And then I heard, if the phone rings, don't answer it. In fact, don't look at it. So here I am, and I'm going to act it out for you guys. Here I am. My hands are 10 and 8, or 10 and 2. On the 10 and 8 would be weird. 10 and 2 on the steering wheel. <laughs> and I'm driving, and I am super alert. And then this, so this beat happens. And after that beat, I hear there's going to be an accident. So at this point, I'm on the 405. I'm at, um, I'm at uh, uh, Santa Monica Boulevard. And by the time I get to Wilshire, the two cars in front of me collide. And it was about 60 seconds, because that's about a mile from Santa Monica to Wilshire Boulevard. And uh, because I was prepared, I, I slam, but then I pump my brakes. So the folks behind me know that something's going on. So we don't cause a whole, you know, massive um, accident. I slam on my brakes enough to where I literally missed the car in front of me. I'm going to tell you guys, honestly, it's inches. I mean, if not an inch, like I was, I didn't bump them, but it was really close. And of course my handbag, everything is all over the, the car, all the contents. 
And um, so I get out, check, make sure everybody's okay, do my thing, get back in my car, make my way to work. And I call my wife, Suzanne, and I tell Suzanne what happened. And she goes, well, you seem so calm. And I said, well, I was ready. So like when you're ready, you're calm. And uh, uh, she goes, well, who do you think it was? And I, she goes, do you think it was Mona? And Mona was our friend that died in the car accident and who was a very gifted. This is actually the second time she died in this lifetime. So she was a, a, an NDE. And I said, no, it was a man's voice. And she goes, what? I said, it was a man's voice. And uh, she goes, well, call Patricia. Patricia's a friend of ours that owns the Crystal Matrix um, in Atwater Village outside of Pasadena in the LA area. Very gifted psychic. She's the one who taught me channeling as well as uh, transcrystal therapy. So I call Patricia and I tell her the story and she goes, well, darling, she goes, odds are that was your spirit guide. Have you ever met your guide? I'm like, one of your guides. I said, no. And I said, well, it's a good, and of course me being a bit on the, you know, egotistical side, I'm like, well, it's a good thing. Cause I could have really hurt that person in front of me. And she goes, no, darling. She said, your guide was saving your life, not the car in front of you. I'm like, well, shit. So that's half the story. I get to work and I'm like shaken. I'm like, what the hell? I just heard a voice telling me this thing was going to happen. It happened. What am I supposed to do? Holy, holy shit. <laughs> All day. That was my feeling. Um, not holy crap. Holy shit. Because that happens. And you go down the shit path, right? Like, holy shit. So uh, I told you I cussed like a sailor. That's compliments of my mother. Um, so then... Um, one of the people that I had called earlier in the day was a woman named Pam and Pam is Mona's sister. And uh, Pam was in the car when uh, Mona had the accident, when Mona died. And those two were the closest, bestest of friends. And this poor woman, absolutely positively still devastated. So after work, I called Pam and I launch into where the hell were you this morning? You're never going to believe what happened. And I go down this whole thing and I'm just like word vomiting, not even letting her speak. And she goes, you know, I thought her response would be something like, holy crap, no way. Her response was, huh? She was wanting to hear the other half of your story. And I'm like, okay. And she said, you know how I get depressed and I stay in bed. I'm like, I do. She said, well, this morning I had the phone in bed. You know, it's three hours later where she lived, where I lived in California. So if it's eight o'clock for me, it's 11 for her. And she said, I was laying in bed. I had the phone and I saw that you were calling. And she goes, and I went to go pick up the phone. She goes, but my body was paralyzed. She goes, not one time in my 51 years have I ever not been able to move when I asked my body to move. She goes, I could not reach the phone. She said, imagine what would have happened. If I would have picked up the phone, I said, I'd be dead today. She says, yeah, you would probably be dead today. And then after I spent time with it to understand it better um, and talk to Jacob, once I, he and I met more formally. And when we met formally, by the way, I sobbed like a child. And my teacher was like, are you okay? I, and she says, what's going on? I said, I'm just thanking him for saving my life. And I am like bawling with gratitude. And I think what's so crazy about the story isn't just the fact of what the story is. It's what's behind the story. And what's behind the story is what spirits do every day, all day to help us, to help protect us. The coordination that happens on the other side is mind boggling. 
if you think about it, if you think about from the beginning of the story of all the people I was calling who always pick up for the record and, and who, what must've been distracting them to not pick up the phone. And by the way, they all have stories of what distracted them that morning to, I guarantee it was Mona who was making sure Pam could not reach the phone um, and all other guides, angels, spirits, whoever was on there, who was active that day, because um, they don't take vacation either, by the way, um, that uh, of what had to happen to protect or to take the chance, the gamble that I would listen, right? So think about all the effort that they go through. It's a gamble because you don't know if your human's going to be paying attention. The gamble they took that I pay attention and what it took just to save my little old life. And that's just one little old life in the sea of billions on this planet. And I think that's what's so incredibly magical and what really really shifted and changed who I am fundamentally. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. And I hope it helps people because we'll get emails saying, well, where was my angel when such and such happened? Or where was my guide when such and such went on? And your story emphasizes that not only are they always there, but we have to listen and act on the guidance. And then other people around us have to listen and act on the guidance. Something else we hear from listeners a lot is, I read all these books about psychics and mediums and they saw ghosts as kids and they knew they were psychic from the age of six and I don't. And I love it when people like you come on and say, I had no psychic experiences as a child and yet here I am. And so I think that's really important for people to hear. Why do you think your mother's death was the catalyst for that? Oh, you know, it's fun. I've been asked this before. You know, I, I, I honestly, I think like with everybody else, we all are on our own path. And I think it was, um, I think it was my turn. It was my time. I don't, I don't have any other better reason than that. Um, I, I can give you all the human things. I can give you all of the um, stuff I learned in psychology class about what grief does to us. I could go through all of that, but I actually think the truth is that it was finally my time. I don't think I was open enough to it prior. I think that I had, funny enough, I think I was being primed. Um, I think our friend Mona, who lived up the street, who was very gifted, and she she was like Claire cognizant. She knew stuff that she shouldn't know. Mona never read a page in her life. She not only had never read, she wrote a book. She also knew about um, all the five major world religions without ever learning it from anyone. So no practical education that was happening. So I was being primed by these people. I was being primed when I met Brenda, um, uh, Brenda Villa, who's my co-host. And Brenda is one of the most gifted psychics. She's, uh, I mean, I'm sure you, uh, there's lots of gifted. In my world, she's extraordinary. And if it was not for Brenda, I would probably be uh, uh, sitting uh, in the corner, rocking back and forth because she literally saved my soul, helped me through all of it, made me feel not crazy, made me feel confidence, told me to trust, like really was, I just, I honestly don't know what I'd done without that woman. So um, I feel like I'm spending the rest of my life um, doing what's right for Brenda and living the right life, because I do believe that I, I would be, if not dead, I'd be rocking back and forth. Rumi says, you know, you have to have a broken heart to have an open heart. Yeah. And so I think often grief is that catalyst, but also once we open up and say, okay, yes, this is who and what I am, the spiritual tribe shows up and you're yes. a great example of that. Which It I shows think- up. And, and then I think the other thing, um, Samantha, that happens that is so fascinating 
is we are constantly tested. You know, Brenda said to me multiple times, I would call her and say, oh my God, this happened. Like we had a little poltergeist incident happen at our house. My intuition kicked in and because I am at heart, I'm a warrior, right? We're all different things. Brenda is love and light and marshmallows and pixie sticks. And, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll shiv you. Like I won't take, I won't think twice about it. I'm a protector. It's my nature. So um, she would always say, you're being tested, my elf. And so people need to think about, and this is the magic about, about actually being present. And so that is actually the gift I was given was being present. And because of that, I started to see things. I started to see patterns and things. I started to understand about, for instance, like, like uh, I guarantee you the people who reach out to you, because I get a lot of the same, not the same people, but the same type of folks that will say, well, it doesn't happen to me. Why don't I get it? Why, why, why me? Why not me? Why not me? And I'm like, I don't think you're paying attention, darling, because it's the little things where they will show up. And simple, stupid things, like there was one morning, and this is before, by the way, the Jacob incident happened, where um, I got a message of, you need to put your shoes away or the dog is going to get them. Now, let me tell you something. Dogs never ate my shoes. Not one time did the dogs ever eat my shoes. So I dismissed what that was. I come home from work. My damn shoe was eaten. And, and by the way, what a gentle way to teach me a lesson, <laughs> right? Just eat my shoe. It's fine. Even though I have high ar- uh, a high arch and a wide foot and shoes are hard for me to find, it's still a really great lesson to get relative to having being in a car accident, potentially dying or being severely maimed. I'll take that any day of the week. But I think people have to be present. I think they need to pay attention. And then they start to find out who they are. They start to find out where they get their signals from. They start to, um, and so when the big one happens, they're there for it. And so for me, I was there for it. I guarantee you people get them all the time. They just don't know. Like that time when you're standing on a street corner and you get the message, your foot's about ready to step off that curb and you get the message to put your foot back up and you do, that's what that is. Don't, I think people mistaken it for some subconscious thing or something like that. And don't be mistaken that there's assistance out there all the time and listen. That's beautiful. Beautifully said. And on your podcast, the insider's guide to the other side, one of the episodes that I really, really loved was on how um, it's not the ghosts that haunt us. It's the earth lessons that haunt us. And I just was fascinated with that. And I, I was just listening to it and giggling when you were talking because that's it. I now I don't like the scary room stuff. Samantha loves it. She just, wants to peek behind all those curtains. I don't. And I can do the, the photography. I can feel the energy. I don't need to go looking for it. And, and it feels different to me if I can take a picture and see the ghost and, and all that stuff. But could you go uh, expound on that a little bit about the earth lessons that haunt us? Because it was really, really interesting. And I think our listeners would be. Yeah, we talk a lot. From- yeah, we talk a lot about, um, about earth school is hard. Brenda has said it since the day I met her. And I remember the day I met her, by the way, it was at our, um, we have gay husbands. Everybody needs them. I hope you guys have them. Um, Everybody needs gay husbands. Samantha just raised her hand. Everyone just for the record. Um, um, But I remember we're at our gay husband, Ruben and Jimmy's house. And Brenda is a friend of, um, of Ruben and Jim's. And I had not met her. And it was right after Mona died, which is about five months after my mom did. And Brenda came up and she put, her hand 
on my back. And if, and it was between my shoulder blades. And if everybody knows what that location is, it is the back part of your heart. So just for the record, she put her hand on there and she read me like immediately. And she said to me, she goes, it doesn't have to be this hard is what she said. And that was my my introduction to Brenda. And so what we talk about are these are school lessons. And, you know, um, I've had them that haunt me. And, And the one that has haunt me is that I had a very abusive stepfather, very abusive, not sexually in case people are rolling that through their head. He was physically abusive. He was emotionally abusive. And I have been getting this lesson from old white guys my entire life. And sorry, white guys out there, but talk to your people. If you're not an asshole, then talk to the assholes. Don't let them know that that's what they are because they are so hard on women. They're rough on women. And, um, and I, I kept having his, I'm going to call it his archetype, keep showing up in my life until I figured out how to deal with his archetype. That's an earth school lesson. And that's something I came on this planet to learn. And I am very clear on that because it's something that you've dealt with. I'm 52. I have no shame in my age. I'm 52. I've been dealing with this bullshit since I was five. And so I know what it is and I can see it now from a mile away and I don't have to engage in it anymore. It doesn't have to go in there and wreck my life because that is one of my earth school lessons. We have them constantly. We, um, with people, when you start to pay attention to who you are and you start to pay attention to patterns, those are earth school lessons. And here's my warning for everybody. If you don't learn it the first time, it gets harder the second, it gets more harder the third, and it becomes impossible after that. So pay attention and pay attention to your own patterns. Because what I ended up learning from all of that is my, my inclination at the time, of course, I was a kid, was just to hide from it and be quiet about it. And then what I started to learn when I started getting bullied by these guys again um, was to face it and truly face it and, and also go to the resources that could help me. So I dealt with it at Fox. I ended up going to HR and dealing with it that way. And those men were fired from Fox, by the way, everybody, because I got the guts to deal with it. And it's hard. I don't care who you are. If, you're a, if you have a vagina, life is harder. It just is, especially when you have, you know, in corporate world, it doesn't even have to be in corporate world, guys. It could be in a, a gas station down the street. Um, but I started paying attention to how I'd handled something and then I handled it differently and it stopped. That is I learned, so I learned my lesson. Well, I think um I think women can be just as mean as men too. Oh, women <laughs> are not our better angel sister. I am with you. I think they can be bullshit. I have I have a very uh mean mom and that kept showing up in my life too with cruel female bosses. And I did the same thing you did. I documented and went to HR and, and, and faced it, you know, and, and that helps so much. You've got to just face that fear. And, you know, Denise is right. I do love, um, unfortunately, I love scary movies and I love studying about demonology and the gin and all that scary stuff. And I have another podcast uh, called Psychic Teachers with Deb, my friend Deb, and she hates all that stuff. But I make her do spooky shows every October and she kicks and whines and hates it. But I said to her one time we were recording, I said, would you rather be locked in a windowless room with a serial killer or a demonic entity? Because personally, I'd pick the demonic entity because I know with my faith, I could just call on my people and that thing's out of there. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. 
You know what? I am so glad you're bringing this up because there is something I, 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 I think we need to talk about. The difference between a, um, a ghost and a conjured entity, there is a difference. And they live and they operate in very, very different dimensions. I would be fine to answer your question, I would be fine if I were stuck in a windowless room with a pissy ghost. I'm not so sure I'd be cool with a conjured entity. And those happen a lot. I mean, like I, so I also do exorcisms now. Like I went up to Kansas city in the middle of COVID and, and I don't know, Denise, if you listen to this episode, but it's called um, suck at succubus part one and part two, it, it, you guys should go listen to it. I, I won't bore you guys with the whole, it's not actually a boring story, but it took us two hours to tell it. So um, it was called Second Succubus of My First Exorcism. And that was um, uh, St. Michael doesn't know what to do with them because it's not a part of St. Michael's um, ecosystem. Uh, my guides, angels don't know, they don't know what to do with them. It's not like, um, it's not their world. So you have to go into more of a witchy place to go deal with them because it's, it's kind of witchcraft, dark witchcraft that brought them in. So you have to use witchcraft to get them out. Interesting. Cause mm -hmm. it, I always think of Archangel Michael as the one who kicks Satan out. So if he can kick him out, he could certainly kick a lusty succubus out. <laughs> nope. No, it didn't work. I tried. Well, I'm, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, she says the ones that those that the archangels don't work with in that way, that they aren't necessarily demonic, that they, those are the jinn. Oh, no, these are demonic. These are those are demonic. Yeah, yeah they are. Well, because they're brought in, um, they because uh, I, I think your listeners know um, uh, we can create. We are creators. We can create through thought. Oh, and so when you deal with some entities back in the Mesopotamian days, um, I'm not going to tell you, by the way, that the demon that I was dealing with the name, because I don't want anybody to know um, for everybody's own protection. Um, I also don't let anybody know where I buried it. I don't let anybody know any of these things because you can conjure them by your own thought. So, um, but back in the, back, but they, they created these entities. These were not humans. And what happens now is that, um, God, I mean, people like put the damn Ouija boards away, like don't do stupid shit. I mean, just don't, don't, don't play in that. In fact, some of the stuff, even some of the books people read um, uh, can conjure things that they don't realize what they're doing. So, um, uh, but anyway, so, so they, um, they, they, they are conjured through like sex magic is a big one. So you'll get people that are doing these different rituals, so on and so forth. And they read these witchcraft books. I encourage people to stay away from those. And they literally can conjure these. And, um, but they are from a different world and you cannot use the typical stuff. I'm, I am the quaint, listen, I can get rid of any ghost. I mean, I, I really can. I, 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 I don't normally do this, but I call myself a master at ghost hunting. I can get rid of those suckers and not hunting as in for a show. I mean, I really can find them. I can get rid of them. I got the whole, I got the energy, got the power behind me. I got, I even use, um, I have uh, holy water, not from Etsy. I have uh, sulfur. Uh, I use salt. I am the queen of black tourmaline. I get it from Tibet. It is the most magical black tourmaline. I think if I'm not mistaken, Denise, Matt sent you some extraordinary black tourmaline. I have it right here. And I, I hold this when I do mediumship now. And I added that to my repertoire. It's, 
incredibly good juju in this stone. I've never met black tourmaline like it before. It no, comes it's from very a, different. Yeah, it comes from a, a, a single mine that I cannot pronounce, but it's all it's written down um, in the foothills of the Himalayas on the Nepal side of uh, the mountain range. And um, I get it from one miner and we actually have bought all of it. Um, so we, <laughs> I have uh, about a thousand kilograms sitting in our warehouse right now. Um, so, but, but I, I use black tourmaline. So I have the physical stuff. I have the spiritual stuff. I can, I can, I ain't afraid of no ghost, okay. but the conjured stuff is scary as shit. You guys. Okay. And that's a really, really, really good point, Julie, because, and I say this to a lot of folks, people are opening doors there. Oh, we opened a board. We did this ceremony. We did this. They do not know what the hell they're getting into. And, and I, I mean, I've, I've shared on the show before that I've had some shamanic training, that I've, I've gone to different realms. I understand what's out there, but I think that it's not a party game. This is serious. This is not shit you want to mess with. Yeah, don't and, do it. If you don't know what you're right. doing, don't do it. By the way, have you been to the right. dragon realm? I have, and it is, was amazing. And that happened the night before my mediumship skills kicked in. Crazy. Wow. I, yeah, wow. I very vivid. I could, I could retell it. Um, but it's like, I went into the dragon realm. I encountered two different dragons and literally the next day, Suzanne and I were driving to Phoenix. And I said to her, I go, honey, would you believe me if I told you that your sister Sally was um, here with us? And her sister Sally had died like uh, maybe a year prior. And she goes, yeah. And ended up having a conversation for three hours with her sister Sally. And that's what happened. And then wow. boom. Yeah. Dragon realm. Anyway, love the realms. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us your Airstream story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is, has nothing to do with anything spirituality. It's just stupid and funny. So um, <laughs> because Denise and I are talking about how much we love our Airstreams and um, love camping, love a good Airstream. But uh, back in the day when I was traveling internationally, um, I was running HP's advertising and I had 101 countries and I started taking Ambien. And I don't know if you guys know, people, uh, people will sleepwalk, they'll sleep, eat. Another thing is there's other things that happen in sleep. So one morning I woke up, I look at my phone and it says, congratulations, you've won. And I'm like, well, what did I win? And I click on it and it was an Etsy notification. No, sorry. It was not Etsy. It was, um, I said Etsy way too much today. It was the other one that eBay. said, huh? eBay. eBay. Thank you. It was another E. And um, eBay, and it says, congratulations, you've won. Apparently, in the middle of the night, um, totally messed up on Ambien, I bought a 1986 35-foot Airstream <laughs> on Ambien. <laughs> kept, kept it, too, by the way. Um, and uh, ended up redoing it, donated it to fire victims. But um, the funny thing is, um, uh, a really a very odd friend that people would say, but a very good friend of mine is John Schneider from uh, Dukes of Hazard. He and I met at an event years ago, and uh, uh, one trip, Suzanne and I were in New Orleans, and we were um, we had dinner with John, and at the time, his girlfriend Alicia. And I'm telling the story about um, the airstream, and Alicia slams down her fork, and she goes, finally, somebody else. And I go, what are you talking? She goes, I did the same thing, but bought a Porsche. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. She bought a used Porsche on eBay when she was uh, asleep on Ambien. Wow. Okay. But you do have an Airstream now, and do yes. you, and you guys travel. Do you do exorcisms like- <laughs> On the road? <laughs> yeah. 
Because no, a TV show. It, it is. And I refuse to be on one. Um, so, no, you know what? If, if somebody is in crisis and they find me, I will go help them. I am. This is not a living for me. This is a service. You know, this is the time in my life, especially going through what I did and, and how much that I had healed through it, that, you know, this part of my life is very much about service. Um, so, you know, if I feel like I, I need to go, I will, there's actually one in Kentucky I need to go take care of, to be totally honest, but I try to do it from afar. Sometimes I need to be there to take care of it. Um, but no, it is not what I use for my ghost. It's not my ghost busting, uh, airstream. Um, <laughs> it's more to take the dogs out to a lake, but, uh, yeah, anyway, no. So, so the, the, the exorcism stuff that, uh, it, you know, Yes, I do that. But I also, listen, I like to play in the light. Don't get me wrong, but I will deal with the dark um, because I'm not afraid of it. And, and it was funny. One time I was at Brenda's house. It was during my book tour and we'd already been friends for quite a while. And so this was 2018 and I had this, this event in Cincinnati and um, we we're just sitting in a living room, just, you know, shooting the shit talking. And I start to tell her, still ever tell you that I got bit by a, a, a panther? And she goes, what? And I showed her on my wrist where the tooth went through like you can see it enter the in, the entry wound and the exit one. And she goes, no, what are you talking about? And I tell her this very, this story about, I was at, uh, I was raised Episcopalian. It was a youth group trip to this little area called Grand Lake in Oklahoma. And um, uh, there was some, ex- it, Tiger King, you know, is Oklahoma. So this crazy shit happens in Oklahoma. Let's just be real clear about it. So um, uh, this guy owned a, a lion and a panther. And our youth group goes over to his house and our pastor walks up and says, can, you know, can, can we, you know, walk around? They're like, hey, you can pet the panther. It's strained. So I'm the last one to pet the panther. Now I'll tell you, I also looked it in the eyes as I put my hand, I'm going to act it out for you guys. So I put my hand through the bars and it grabs onto my wrist and starts shaking, right? So in a weird moment of panic, I'm very calm. And I say, please let go. <laughs> Who does that? I was 12. Um, anyway, uh, our Noel, who was our pastor, gay pastor, by the way. Yes. Thank you, God. And um, releases my wrist from the panther. So I'm telling this story to, um, to Brenda. And Brenda goes, well, finally. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, it finally makes sense. She goes, I've been wondering. She goes, you know what the Black Panther does? And I'm like, well, yeah. She goes, well, Julie. She goes, the Black Panther like walks between the two worlds, between, you know, our world and the underworld and protects this world from the underworld. And she goes, you know, they pretty much invited you into their club when you were bit and survived, you know, this Black Panther. And I was like, oh, I guess that does make sense. So it felt like I was indoctrinated into the Panther world, and which is part of the reason why I do all the crazy stuff with the darkness that I do. I don't like, I mean, I don't join the darkness. I just fight against the darkness, I guess is the best way to put it. And that's spot on because Panther is about going into the dark void. Yeah. So that would make sense. And I think that, you know, the more we pay attention to all the animals, all the signs in nature, they're all, it's amazing how interconnected we all are. Yeah, it's fascinating shit. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it really is. It's crazy. So, um, you know, if you survive an animal attack, don't be surprised um, well, if there is something spiritual that comes along with it. Because when I was five, um, I was at my friend Michael Kemper, who, by the way, used to wear my nightgowns. I don't know why. It, it just it, he anyway. He's a little cross dresser back in the uh, in the seventies. 
Um, and, uh, but I was at Michael Kemper's house and he had a German shepherd and he and I were playing ball. Like we're playing catch. I was very, very sporty lesbian when I was young. And, um, (laughs) so he, uh, so playing catch. And I think that his dog thought that we were playing keep away from it. So the dog came over and attacked me. And I have a scar about three inches long in the back of my head from this German shepherd. Now I was petrified of German shepherds for most of my life, but guess what animal that has always shown up for me since I was a kid, a wolf. I actually have two that follow me around. It, it's, I have a, a long scar on my arm from, from a dog situation years and years ago. But when my, and you're right, the animals will show up and let you know that they're there with you. Years ago, uh, my ex-husband and I and our son, our, my oldest son was 18 months old and we went all up through the Yukon, British Columbia, did the loop around Denali and we were out in the middle of nowhere camping. And my son, you know, little kids will sit and paddle in the in the water like that and we looked up and there was a grizzly coming straight across and you know everywhere you look there's always don't run don't do this well i'm sorry instinct will kick in i grabbed the baby and started running like shit and and my ex-husband god love me he knew what to do and he stood there and he did the arms and the dogs were going wild but i've always always known in my soul that that was really really significant not only for me but for my son with that that grizzly that bear energy which when you get into the pineal gland and intuition and all of those things but animals will show up and let us know they've got our backs which is cool as hell here is my bear (laughs) just everybody knows i'm showing them one of my uh stone bears yeah uh yeah i call on my bear when i can't sleep Mm -hmm. because i need to hibernate so So Call on a bear for that. Are you writing a a new book? Because it feels like you have a lot more stories to share. Oh, God. I, you know, I feel like I'm a little one and done. It was hard. I'm OCD and ADD. And writing a book was like, it tested all of those things. Um, I (laughs) I don't know. I don't think so. Um, Who knows? You know, I still have a lot of years left on this planet. So I could like spit another one out, but not right now. One page a day. What a job. (laughs) One page a day. Oh my gosh, you're so great. Uh, No, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How about vibes? Tell us about vibes. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's funny. Brenda and I, um, um, we started this little little e-commerce store um, uh, to serve our listeners because, you know, we had some stuff that other people didn't have. And it really, I wanted it primarily for Black Tourmaline because I kept talking about this Black Tourmaline. And so many of our listeners were like, well, we want it. And so I'm like, well, shit, I got to figure out a way to get it to people. You know, being a being an e-tailer was never, you know, a, in, in my dreams because it's a lot of work. So we started this little store for the for the show. And it, it was actually, you get it, insidersguy.theotherside.com is what it started out being. And then it, it kind of took off and, and it was, and it's really meant for, you know, uh, a different kind of kind of meta, you know, metaphysical store. And also Brenda um, created her own tarot deck as well. So we're selling her tarot deck, black tourmaline, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and it, it turned into, um, we call it vibes now, V-I-B-E-S dot store. And actually one of your listeners, um, how we got connected, one of our partners is Matt Lee. We'll call him Maddie. And another one obviously is Brenda, but we have uh, Catherine Gallagher, who is a star in her own right. She was on the show You um, on Netflix. Um, she's also on Jagged Little Pill on Broadway. She won a, a, a Grammy this year. And her dad is Peter Gallagher. 
the actor. And so she's a good friend and she's a partner as well. And we've just created this, you know, this thing. We really love it. We also, we're, we do a lot of, um, I, we'd like to do a lot of good in the world. So we donate a lot of money. We're not very, I'm not a very good businesswoman. I tend to turn and give it all away. So we actually donate quite a bit of money to an organization called Joyful Heart Foundation that protects women. We just did a big thing for Abigail uh, Disney. So, you know, we provide a lot of, you know, stones for things like that. But yeah, so we have vibes. It's fun. It's a shit ton of work, but we love it. And And we, we love Matt so much. And he sent us uh, black tourmaline and brown tourmaline. Oh yes. The dravite. Yeah. I was going to say, I know it's a fancier word, but um, both of those stones are just the energy, the vibes in them are absolutely phenomenal. Well, that dravite comes from the same mine that the black tourmaline does. So, yeah, so they're both tourmaline. So one's a brown tourmaline, one's a black tourmaline. Right. Um, well, the, the black tourmaline feels like, um, like, a, like a dad, like a, yes. like a very positive, you know, protecting dad. And the, the brown tourmaline feels like, like a snuggly mom. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, to, so it's together, very much. I love working with those two stones. It's very grounding. It's very protective, but it's also very nurturing. Um, I have, I read the book you, and I haven't seen the Netflix show yet. Cause the book you scared the crap out of me. We should watch the show and, see, and see Catherine. Peter Gallagher. So I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, Peter's great. He's also on, um, Grace and Frankie. Oh so yeah. Yeah. Seven and Grace and Frankie. Yeah. So it's really funny because, uh, uh, my wife, Suzanne is uh, recovering from a surgery and has been watching a lot of television. And so she's finishing, uh, Grace and Frankie. And so I called Catherine. I said, Catherine, I have seen your dad every day for the last two days. And it is just the funniest thing. <laughs> and she goes, I haven't watched it because I know that he may, that he kisses uh, Jane Fonda. And I just can't, I just cringe. I can't, I can't watch it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah. the insider's guide to the other side is your podcast. Yes. People can find that everywhere, not just iHeartRadio. Correct? correct. Yeah, it's wherever you want. It's wherever you find your podcast. Spotify. And where can people um, find vibes? Um, they can find vibes at vibes.store. Um, so it's www.vibes.store. And um, if they want to, if they want to shop there, uh, they can use a discount code ELF E L F, and they can get fifteen percent, like first time. And I would encourage people if they do want to be involved in this is to sign up for the SMS because we'll do promos and stuff that we'll only send out to the SMS folks. That's thanks to Matt. He knows how to do all that crap. Um. <laughs> well, what I'll do is I'll post links for where your podcast, your store and your amazing book as well. Um, we'll put that in the show notes and on our social media. Oh, thank but, you. Uh, we, we'd love to have you back on because I feel like we've just touched the scratch of the surface here. <laughs> Oh, I think there's so much. And can I tell you one other really quick story? And this one's for you, Samantha, like it is, it is to your heart. So um, when I was writing um, my book, one afternoon, I'm sitting in the living room, I look at Suzanne. And I said, we need to go see The Conjuring 2. And she's like, what? I said, there's something in there. And we just have to go see it. We have to go see it now. And like, I mean, it was a, I was, it was a compulsion. I had to go see this. I wasn't going to not see it. And I said, I'm going to go whether you want to or not, but I have to go see The Conjuring too. So we go and we're watching the show and mind you, there's two things that came out of it. One was immediate and the other one was um, more delayed. But if you watch The Conjuring 2, you will understand the difference of a ghost and a conjuring entity because in there, she uh, had to know the name 
of the entity to get power over it. So just FYI. But the other thing is I'm watching, and this, this is the, the real story about the haunting in, uh, in, the, in the UK back, I think it was the 70s, it's a, true, a true story, probably one of the most documented ones. They, we were introduced to the family and one of the kids stuttered. And I looked at Suzanne, I went, oh, shit. So it wasn't what I thought it was. Oh, I didn't know what it was. She goes, what do you mean? I said, I have to write about being a stutterer. I said, I just, I just, even if it's a line, I just have to, because I don't think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through all the stuff, dealt with it, you know, speech therapy, took public speaking courses, all those things. And I'm like, I need to let the stutterers know that they don't have to always stutter. And it was a weird thing, but it was a, it was a horror movie that I had to go see to um, address as an adult that being a stutterer. So just so you know, it's the weird things that will bring you to a horror movie. That also, is- The Witch was another one. I had to, um, in fact, a friend of mine is a producer of The Witch. And uh, he went and did all the research. Did you see The Witch? No. Oh, girl, go see the witch. So he did all the research for it. But the, I mean, it was like pre-Salem witch trial stuff. I had to, I was compelled to go see that because they use the Lord's prayer. There's a scene in there where the dad starts getting the family to say the Lord's prayer when one of the kids was being overtaken by um, an entity, by spirit. And that's how I figured out that when I could find ghosts, bad ghosts, negative entities, is I say the Lord's prayer. And if at any point I skip stutter or forget the words, there's an entity there. And I watched that movie and it was confirmation. And then I even got more confirmation after that about other people that have used the Lord's prayer to really be a ghost detector. Yeah. You see that a lot in the haunting in Connecticut story too, but you know, it's so funny. So I love all of this stuff, right? But um, the minute my, I have three daughters, the minute the oldest hit the teen years, I have not watched horror movies or read like scary stuff. I'm waiting till they're no longer teenagers because I studied so much about poltergeist in the teen adolescent years, you know? But here's the thing for girls. And here's why um, horror movies are so good for girls. And this is, this is, this is the, the former Hollywood executive speaking <laughs> is horror movies um, actually teach girls, um, help them what to do. So when I was growing up, want to know one thing I knew? Don't go up the stairs. Yeah. That all came out of horror movies, guys. So, but it's like, but there are things, you know, um, that help young women cope through horror movies. No, I totally agree with that. And and we do watch enough Dateline to help them with some of that. Oh my God, that's hilarious. But- I, I read so much of Harry Price and so much of the, um, you know, the, the England Society mm-hmm. for um, Psychical Research. And they all say that all of that scary stuff happens when there's usually two or more uh, pubescent girls in the home. And I was just like, OK, uh, they're all fair. so psychic. I'm so psychic. It's a big old stew. I'm not going to add to it by reading, you know, these spooky things or taking them to these spooky movies. So no, I That's haven't funny. seen Conjuring 2 or The Witch, but I will. I will. My youngest. Well, take is- them to see Booksmart. How old are your kids? Booksmart is one of my favorite comedies. Okay. It's rated R. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm also a member of the Academy. So I, I'm an Oscar voter. And uh, so I get all the movies. And my favorite movie a couple of years ago was Booksmart. And it has Beanie Feldstein in it. And it's, it's rated R. So just, again, I'm saying it twice. But all your listeners watch Booksmart. It's one of the funniest damn movies, and it was so underrated, and it's fantastic. 
going to add that to my notes. Okay. Oh, it's so great. We've watched, <laughs> Suzanne and I have watched it no less than a dozen times because when somebody would come over, like, let's watch Booksmart. <laughs> That's what I mean, because everyone around me, what's the one that won the Oscar last year? The Parasite? Oh, Parasite, yeah. I haven't watched it because I'm like, there's so much to be sad about in the real world. I don't want to watch this. So. Yeah, I did. I did not vote for Parasite. Um, I did not vote for Parasite. No, and if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I did Black Klansman was actually my number one pick that year. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Great vote. Great yeah, vote. I thought Black's Klan, Black, Black Klansman, too many Ks in there, uh, was extraordinary. Literally too many Ks. Um, it, extraordinary, but I loved it. So that was my pick for that year. Well, I have to check out books because throughout this whole pandemic-y time, I'm just focusing on positive, lovely. <laughs> so watch Mom if you have Hulu. Watch Mom. Oh, Hilarious. I love Mom. I do yeah. love. Uh, we've we've watched uh, Designing Women repeats. Oh, I can quote it back to you. Episode one is the best episode on television. Really? Period. Totally. So I'm going to encourage everybody to do that. But yeah, we could do a whole other show about what to watch. But I know you guys are probably running out of time. And yes, I, know, I, I would know. love to come back and talk to you ladies. I will I tell you, Annie Potts used to have a vacation home in my town. And I would like ride my bike back being like, is she on the beach now? <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love her. <laughs> love her. I love it. Jean Smart, by the way, we've been seeing her in a lot of stuff. She's oh, in... She Oh my God, she's fantastic. We just Did you watched- see her in the new detective one on HBO? Mayor, mayor uh-huh. of, yes. Oh, so good. She's also in another show um, called Hacks. Oh. And very, very different characters. Yeah, I love Jean Smart. And then of course, like we've been, we've had a Jean Smart month. It's been very strange. And I love her more now than I ever have. Anyway. I loved her character on Frasier. Oh, she's great. So funny. I'm like, well, Charlene, what happened to you? <laughs> 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 exactly exactly well thank you so much for coming on as you guys can probably tell we could talk to you all day so i, I know really, i would do it too we could do a marathon and I just, know, I, we could do a seven hour episode i really do hope <laughs> you'll come back i would love to come back and thank you for having me on it's so great oh, to, and thank, thank you. you for letting me see you because you both are stunning and your soul is even more beautiful but it is so nice to see you uh you know in human form thank you thank you you as well. Thank you so much. Thank you guys, everybody, for listening. Uh, please remember that I will post all the all the stuff that we talked about on our Facebook page and uh, my Instagram and in the show notes. And please remember, as always, to show up, do great work, and share your light. Take care.